0: Langland, comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. titled, Spirits Don't Talk. In every city and small town throughout the country, there are certain individuals who claim to have supernatural powers, mediums who claim that through them, the dead speak. Only a few have firmly believed in their supernatural power and endeavored to use it for good. Even they have been exploited for dishonest purposes by unscrupulous individuals and groups of individuals. That story opens the Coleman Dan Garrett, who in secret is really the Blue Beetle, is discussing the fortune-telling racket with his friend and confidant, Dr. Plot. Uh, tell me, Danny, why is it the district attorney hasn't done something about this situation? Well, in the first place, it's hard to get witnesses to testify against these fortune-tellers and mediums. In the second place, what can witnesses testify to? Why, uh, why uh, that they were told that, the, that they'd take an ocean voyage or... Need a blonde man who would be the great love of their life? Can't put anybody in jail for that. No, I suppose not. That isn't the part of this racket that causes the police and the district attorney concern. Well, what does? You see, when a person starts going to fortune tellers, he or she is a marked man or woman. He or she is registered, as it were, by a great ring. Registered? Ring? Yes. Everything about the client is noted by the fortune teller. assistant notes, the wearing apparel, its quality... Purchase, and so on. Traits of character are studied, weighed, and measured. Clients are urged to talk about themselves. If possible, names and addresses are secured. All this information goes into a central bureau to be tabulated and cross-indexed for future I'm reference. impress my soul. I had no idea such an elaborate system existed. Sure, there's a regular ring that controls the racket. But what about spiritualism and mediums? Are these so-called mediums part of this racket? For most of them. They constitute the most dangerous part of the racket. You know, how do you mean? Well, when they get hold of a client, some susceptible individual who believes it's possible to talk to the loved ones who've died, they work on that individual's mind, influence that individual to commit acts he or she would never think of committing if left alone. What's the connection between fortune tellers and media? The fortune tellers, they got easy marks, and if considered worthwhile material to work on. They're inveigled into visiting a spiritualist or urged to sit in on a seance. My, my, my. People are so gullible. Yes, they are. They have to be protected from themselves. And if somebody's in the store.
1: I'll be back in a minute.
0: Probably Mike Manigan. If it is, send him back. Uh,
1: hello, Doc. Is Danny the clear devil soon? The door in the steep? <laughs> yes, Danny's back in the laboratory. <laughs> They're probably hooking up a witch's room of some sort. Uh, do you mind if I go in?
0: Oh, no. Go right back, Officer again. Hello, Mike. Oh, hello, Daddy. <laughs> are you ready to visit the medium? Ready and waiting. Hey, you look very smart in your civvies. Yeah, I they, they think your advice is good. They, they never suspect we're cops in these clothes. How about that? My windblown bob and your red face. You don't look like bookkeepers. Where are you? Can I carry it in? Oh, here. It is quite bad. Here. Here here, here. Put it in this briefcase. Thanks, Doc. I'll see you later. If the spirits don't get me. In another part of the city, an interesting discussion is being held.
1: Banker James Henley is talking with his son John and his nephew William. I want you, John, and you, William, to accompany me to the science, Professor Windrip. May he be able to communicate with my my dead son, Rodney. Oh, Dad, it's all a fake. This spiritualism and medium and such stuff. I don't believe Professor Windrip or anybody else can
0: communicate with the dead. Well, I do. You only have to take one look at Professor to know that he's unusual. He has a faraway expression that psychic people have. Oh, oh so nonsense. Uh, William
1: is right, John. Professor Windrip is gifted beyond most mortals. I'm sure he will be able to communicate with my elder son who was killed in Spain. Uh, perhaps Rodney will be able to advise me in my financial affairs. He was always so right about things. I'm getting old and I need his advice. Yes, and I'm sure his advice will still be good, Uncle James. Yes, William. I'm glad you have the right attitude toward these things. Well, let's get started to the seance. The sooner we get there, the sooner it
0: will be over.
1: Going to be out at Wingliff's place, Daddy? I'm not sure. Charlie Storm and his
0: son told me that Banker Henley's a frequenter of Windriff seances. Well, how uh, how are we
1: gonna get in there?
0: Charlie got me two cards from a girlfriend of his who's a hostess in one of those gypsy tea rooms. Do you think they'll suspect us? Uh, I don't know, but let me do the talking. You just keep still and look psychic. And how does a guy look when he looks psychic? He just stares straight at everything and everybody. Just as if you were looking through them at the immortal spheres. That's the way I look when
1: I get hit on the head.
0: Well, I'll,
1: I'll start you one before we go in, if that'll help. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I can look psychic without your help. <laughs> okay. That's the house ahead. Yeah, it's a pleasant looking spot for a murder. Are you healed? No, I didn't bring a gun. Well, I did. And if any goes to the pot of spirit that stay with me, I'm going to use it. Now, here we are.
0: Come on, Mike, and remember to look psychic. Okay, Daddy.
1: Good evening. All you expected. We have cards. Very good. If you come in, please? The seance is about to begin. Thank you. Uh, Who are these
0: gentlemen, Gerke? We have cards, sir. Are you Professor Windrup? Yes, I am. Uh, This is Mr. Michael P. Manigan, and I'm Mr. Van Norton Garrett. We were recommended to you by the
1: Gypsy Tea Room. My friend here is psychic. Oh. Uh, I see. Well, uh, come in, gentlemen. They're right in here. Uh,
0: This is Mr. James Henley, the banker. His son, John, and his nephew, William. Mr. Mannigan Uh, and Mr. Garrett. Now, will you all take seats, please? You and Mr. Mannigan sit here, Mr. Garrett. Thank you. We sit in a circle and hold hands. Uh, Mr. Henley, you sit here on my left, between Mr. Garrett and me. John, you sit on my right... And, William, you sit next
1: to your cousin, John, between him and Mr. Manning. Right. There we go. This is a lot of poppy oh, John, John, be quiet. If you don't want to sit in, leave the room. Oh,
0: all right, Father. I'll keep quiet. I'm afraid your son is not in a receptive mood, Mr. Henley.
1: Oh, he'll be all right, Professor. He's young, that's all. Yes. Okay. Now, we'll each take the hand of the persons on either side of us. And I'll put the lights out
0: with this switch in the floor at my feet quiet, everybody. Relax. Banish thoughts of this mundane world and let your minds wander out into the infinite. What was that sound? My teeth chattering.
1: Father. Father. Is, is that you, Rodney, my son? Yes, Father. Yes, son. know Speak to me, speak to me, Rodney. Are you well? I cannot rest. A heavy burden lies on my soul. What is the burden on your soul, Rodney? My brother John does not love you. Only William loves you. That's a lie. William is a crook. This seance is.
0: Switch on those lights. What happened
1: here? John! John! What, what's, what's wrong? We're lying what, what, what happened? What happened here? Oh, look, look, my son John, there on
0: the floor. Stand back, everybody. Mannequin, cover those exits. He's dead, all right. Stabbed in the back. Wait a minute. What is this? Who are you to give orders in my house? Coleman Van Garrett. My psychic friend is Officer Mannequin. Oh,
1: and if anybody attempts to leave this room, this gun of mine will speak. And it won't be a psychic message, either. Go ahead, it, Danny. This is a case of murder. An hour
0: later, back at the little apothecary shop of Dr. Franz, Dan Garrett and Dr. Franz are examining two photographs which have just been developed. Dark. This is the first one I snapped with the X-ray camera. It shows the interior of the room where the seance was held. Uh, uh, what, uh, what's that dark spot there on the wall? Uh-huh. Mm. It looks like a like a loudspeaker behind a large painting. Uh, that's probably where the voice came from. That old man Henley thought was the voice of his dead son Rodney. Yeah. Uh, he was the old man's favorite son. He volunteered to fight in Spain and was killed in battle. and uh, well, let's, uh, let's see the other photograph. All yeah, right. I took this one just as John said. This is a lie. shows the group seated in a circle. Look, that's... Uh, uh, look there. It's a murderer. His hand is clutching a dagger raised to strike. It even shows the cotton he wrapped around the hilt to avoid leaving fingerprints. photograph alone will convict the murderer of John Henley. Are you going to phone police headquarters to hold him? No. If they hold him, we may not be able to run the higher-ups in the racket. There. Oh, then you think the murderer of John Henley was not the top man. Oh, no. He was just part of the ring brains of the racket are higher up, but they should have realized that John Henry's death would bring down the police on their necks. Somebody made a miscue there. I don't think the ring planned John's death. What do you think their plan was? Simply to use the dead son Rodney's fake voice to work on the old man and influence him to let his nephew William advise him, and in time persuade him to make William his heir. But why? William is probably being used by this gang of racketeers. The old man should die. Leaving his vast fortune to William, then William would be blackmailed into coming across with a large sum of money to the racketeers. Mm, what devilish things evil minds can think of. Yes. Oh, by the way, Doc, put those negatives in a safe place. They'll be safe with me, Danny. All right. Well, the Blue Beetle is going into action on this gang of crooked buzzards. Well, what are you going to do? The Blue Beetle is paying several visits tonight. Before another day dawns spiritualist racket will be smashed. Who is the murderer of John Henley? What will the Blue Beetle discover at Professor Windrip's residence? Whose warped mind is behind all these fiendish schemes to prey upon honest but superstitious and ignorant persons? Off through the night leads the Blue Beetle in his crusade against crime. another part of the city, a man is issuing orders to his subordinates. A dark, sinister-looking man whose tight-lipped smile has no mirth in it. His business is creating spirits, spirits of those who have departed. Joe, that last batch of cloth you bought me was certainly cheap. My old nature would make that erectoplasm and that junk. Yeah, but you see, boys. Never I... mind the alibi. Trade it in and get something thinner. Clark, yes, sir? still recording famous voices off the air? Yes, sir. Okay. Be my secretary and get a list of the 400 best families. Yes, sir. Call on them one at a time. See can sell them the idea of having each voice in the family recorded as a memento for their relatives after they pass on. Make copies of each. We can use them in our seances. I'll do it right away, sir. Good. And as you go out, tell Sweeney and Maintenance to order two dozen more loudspeaker sets through my radio stores. Fifty dozen crystal balls and 75 cases of playing cards. Right away, sir. Did you sense to me, Chief? Yes. Now look, my apple-cheek little trigger man. Professor Windrip told me that he has reason to suspect that some photographs were taken at his seance tonight by patrolman Dan Garrett. The negatives may still be in his possession, or they may be in the possession of Dr. Franz that runs that little apothecary shop. I want those photographs. Okay, Chief, I'll get them. If you meet with resistance, let your conscience be your guide. I got you, Chief. My trigger finger's awful nervous tonight. It must be the weather. The professor calling, LG. Show him in. Hello, LG. This is certainly a terrible state of affairs. When did the cops release you? Just now. Someone bailed us all out, and I came right to you. I'll bet you left a trail a mile wide. No. I changed trains three times in the subway. Walked through Ralph's department store and then took a taxi here. Good. Well, what do you advise me to do? My business is ruined. Your business. (laughs) You should have thought of that before you killed John Henley. I killed him. You mean William. I mean you. William wouldn't have the nerve. But William hated his cousin. He was sitting right next to him. And so were you. What makes you think so? A little bird told me. I got five down at police headquarters. They heard the questioning of your people by the police. Oh, yes. Oh. They said you were playing up to old man Henley. Well, I... say, you aren't figuring on trying to double-cross me on this, are you? Why, no, L.G., I assure you. You'd I... better not if you know what's good for you. And yeah, What about those two policemen, Mannigan and Garrett? They'll be taken care of. When the case comes up for trial, they won't be there to testify. Yes, but the photographs... I'm sure I heard the click of a camera during the séance. The room was dark, wasn't it? Pitch black. Okay. You don't have to worry. I'll Leave everything to me. What do you think I'd better do now? Go out to your place and play dumb. I'll be out there later, as soon as I've had a talk with William Henley. He'll probably spend a few days on his uncle's yacht. In the meantime, I've got my men guarding everybody concerned. I imagine the blue beetle will stick his nose into this. And if he does... It'll be just too bad for Mr. Blue Beetle. Now, look, Henley. I don't think you killed your cousin John. I didn't. I swear I didn't. Well, okay. Now, you just take it easy. Lay up here, Uncle, and you'll be the white-haired boy. He always believed anything his son Rodney told him. But this murder, what about We're that? We're going to let Professor Windrip take the rap. He's all washed up with us. I see. Later, you will introduce your uncle to another medium. And we'll go to work on him again. In your favor. You'll be his heir. Yes, but he may live a long time, and I need money now. My creditors are hounding me, and I can't now, now, wait. Now, take it. Take it easy. Just as soon as he makes a will in your favor, he'll meet with an accident. You mean... He'll be talking with his dead son, Rodney, direct. Very
1: clever,
0: scheme, but it won't work. The Blue Beetle. Yes, the Blue Beetle, and he's going to nip. Shall I let him have it, LG? Go ahead. Go ahead. Shoot. Your bullets can't injure the Blue Beetle, but this fillet pin Will. Good work, Gus. Good work. So a mean belaying pin. Sounds like a light. What'll I do with him? Tie him up. Weight his body with a an anchor and toss him overboard. Okay, LG. Well, Mr. Blue Bleakley, you're gone for a nice win.
1: <sighs> and you ain't coming back.
0: Say, hey, aren't you a, a bit ruthless, LG? In my racket, you have to be. Now, you be a good boy and we'll all be rich. Well, what are you going to do now? I'm going ashore. Professor Windrith is going to have a caller and get a big surprise.
1: All right, Gertin.
0: I'm going to get some sleep. This has been a very trying evening. Uh, Yes, sir. Very good, sir. Did you dismantle and hide the phonograph equipment and records? Uh, Yes, sir. Everything's been taken care of. Sleeping late in the morning, sir? Yes, Gregg, uh, call me about noon. Uh, very good, sir. But, good heavens. Who can that be at this time of night? Well, uh, I'll see, sir. It may be Mr. L.G., as you call him. Good uh, evening, sir. The master's just retiring. Well, sir. he'll me. Oh. oh, there you are. Oh, yes. Uh, what have you found out, L.G.? Blue Beetle paid a visit to Henley's yacht while I was talking with William Henley. Well, how did you get rid of him? He's me? bathing in the sound with a 50-pound anchor tied to his feet.
1: Great heavens! Yes,
0: he was in the way. Just as you're in my way, Professor Windrup. Well, what, what do you mean? You're all over, Professor. You almost cleared our racket. I can't wait for the law to take its course. Besides, you might fill the beans. Oh, no! So I'm taking no those I'm going to close your mouth, right? Drop that gun, LG, or I'll blast you with my magic ray. The Blue Beetle. Yes, the Blue Beetle. You must be a strong swimmer, Blue Beetle. I am. and I learned a few tricks from Houdini. Otherwise, I'd be lying at the bottom of the sound. Get him, Gherkin. Get him from behind. Oh, no, you don't. Not this Uh, time, Gherkin. The Blue Beetle's on the alert. And here's one for you, Professor (laughs) Windrip. Murderers. Now I'll take that gun, LG. Certainly, Blue Beetle. Here it is, right in oh, the... Just a little jujitsu. Now I've got the gun. What are you going to do? You've got nothing on me. Oh, no? I swam back to the yacht after I freed myself from the anchor rope. And had a little talk with William. Was he surprised to see me? He is going to talk and talk plenty. He can't prove who killed John Hanley. But the photograph Dan Garrett took at the seance, can. What do you know about those photographs? The blue beetle knows everything. Now, listen, Blue Those photographs will never be shown at any trial. Pudgy has seen to that. What do you mean? Pudgy's my trigger man. I sent him to interview Dan Garrett's friend, Dr. Franz, the chemist. If the photographs are there, he'll get them or else. Open this
1: door and i break it in.
0: Well, Mr. L.G., the law's caught up with you. Your racket's smashed and you'll burn along with Professor Wincott. Yet I won't.
1: I'll seek the chair with
0: his voice. No, you don't. The law's going to send you and the murder of Professor Windrip where you can't cause any more harm.
1: All right, now, all right. Reach for the field. Well, if it ain't the Blue Beetle, Professor Windrup and the Limey Serpent, what a whore. And who's this?
0: That's L.G., the ringleader of the gang. He just tried to take poison and I hit him. Here, Manigan, catch this gun. What?
1: Well, okay, Blue Beetle. Sorry to leave so suddenly. Hey, wait a minute, Blue Beetle. You're under arrest. Hey! Well, and if the Blue Beetle didn't dive out of the window. Well, boy, slip the handcuffs on these babies and we'll take them along. I'll catch the blue beetle the next time. <laughs>
0: caught and turned over to the police several racketeers. But what about Doc Franz and the photograph? What has happened to them? Has Pudgy carried out the orders of his chief, the infamous LG? Let's hurry back to the little apothecary shop of Dr. Franz. Doc! Doc Franz! Where are you? Hello, Danny. What's your hurry? Are you all right? Never felt better in my life. But but, but the gunman... Uh, Rosie cheeked a rather confident gentleman, called earlier tonight. Uh, I was in my laboratory at the time. Yeah, well, well what happened? He mentioned something about some photographs. It was rather insistent that I give them to him. Well, did he... Yes, yes. He, yes, uh, he pointed a gun at me. What did you do? Squirted a syringe full of concentrated ammonia in his eyes. Good. Where is he now? I tied him up to keep him from playing with my chemicals in there. Oh, that's great the photographs are say Everything's under control. <sighs> Fine. Those photographs will convict Professor Windrup of young Henley's murder, and Williams' testimony will take care of LG. Uh, what does LG stand for, Danny? According to Williams, LG stands for live ghost, the man behind the spirit. Well, if you'll excuse me, Doc, I'm going to turn in. The Blue Beetles had a very busy night. All loose threads were tied together, and another racket smashed, thanks to Dan Garrett, Mike Manigan, Doctor Franz, and the Blue Beetle. What new adventure awaits the Blue Beetle? This question will be answered in the next episode of the Blue Beetle. beetle himself to say a few
1: words.
0: The moral of this story is that there's no honor among thieves. In other words, never become associated with anyone in any endeavor or plan. It is not absolutely straightforward. If you do, you can expect to be double-crossed and become the cat's paw or the fall guy. Remember to always look up never down, and to associate only with those persons you can respect. The Blue Beetle is a copyrighted box feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and The Blue Beetle Magazine. Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. Don't forget to listen in to the Blue Beetle.